Ladies and gentlemen, stand cheer for the Bulldog Fans Podcast. Here's your hosts, Matt and Scott, on their way down the tunnel at ANZ Stadium, on their way to the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Go up as one for Matt and Scott, the NRL Bulldogs Podcast. Hello and welcome to an off-season edition of the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. I'm Scott and I'm joined by Matt. How are you? Good, mate. How are you? Good, good. Um... I mean, unfortunately for the listeners, uh, it's just us two to, uh, today. No ex-football player, yeah. like last time. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like it's going to be a short one too. Well, we'll wait and see. Every time we say that, sometimes <laughs> it blows out. So we'll have to wait and see, but it does look short. Uh, first of all, we'll talk about the recent, uh, the NRL's released their draw for 2021. Your thoughts? I'm a bit confused by it, mate, to be honest. Um Five games at ANZ only, four games at Bank West. Um, that was announced a little bit before the draw was actually announced. And then um, I thought, well, I'd have a bit of a clearer idea of what the club is trying to do when I find out the uh, head-to-head games, who's playing, who are we playing at the different stadiums. But uh, that, that's given me no, uh, no uh, clarification on what the, um, the marketing ploy is here. I think the one I can speak on your behalf, the confusing one, is the uh, Bulldogs and West Tigers at Belmore Sports Ground. Is yeah. that one that confuses you? Oh, for sure. The, one of the bigger drawing clubs um, in the West Tigers uh, for our club is um, being played at the smallest venue that we're playing at this year. So, um, Also in Sydney. So I don't know what's going on there. I would prefer to see a North Queensland or a Gold Coast at Belmore. And then um, you'd want to play someone like the West Tigers at Bankwest or ANZ Stadium. Because mm, with the Titans the week before, um, I believe that's at Bankwest, taking a look at this, the image on the Bulldogs website. It's just a bit blurry. But we're playing the Titans week before anyway at a big stadium. And we know traditionally they don't pull the crowd. It's the same time yeah. the following week. Which uh, the following weekend we versus the West Tigers at Belmore. At Belmore, it could come down to stadium availability. Bank West multi-purpose uh, stadium, of course. Uh, the something the A leagues play in different seasons now as well. I don't know if that is a factor. The other NRL teams obviously playing out of Bank West as well. West Tigers, Parramatta. Uh, I'm not sure if South are this year. Um, <clears throat> that could all that could all be a factor as well. But it does seem a bit odd that um, the West Tigers would be the Bank West, oh, sorry, the um, Belmore Sports Ground game, which is a bit odd. Mm, yeah, I find that ridiculously odd. That yeah, like you've already mentioned, all the points of another Sydney team. So um, the, five, the five games at ANZ is the Good Friday game against South. I agree with that. That's great. The popular mm-hmm. clash with Parramatta again. I agree with yeah. that because uh, you don't want to be playing Parramatta at Bank West. Yeah, it's our home ground. Uh, long-standing history with the Dragons will continue on Queen's birthday. That's a good one, um, and then. Two that might have been better off at Belmore, uh, mainly in round 16 and Newcastle in round 23. Mm, Newcastle, yeah, the two different, um, two games definitely that could have been at Belmore, the last That's two right. you mentioned. Um, but then the ones we have at Bank West, which I'm surprised we're playing so many because originally um, it was only meant to be for what ANZ was getting redeveloped. Remember that? It was, yeah. we played, I thought we might have played a game. I'm wondering if it's got something to do with the um, 
the fact that COVID struck this year and we didn't really get to see how Bulldogs fans reacted to the club playing at Bank West. Mm. I'm wondering if the club is using next year as a bit of a trial period, uh, four games at Bank West, just to see the um, the appetite from Bulldogs fans and what type of crowds Bulldogs can attract at Bank West Stadium in comparison to ANZ. The four games at Bank yeah. West will just run through them, Scotty. Uh, Penrith Panthers in round two. Which is our first home game. I wanted to mention that. Our first home game of the year is at Bank West. So, well, there you go. We can talk about that in a second. But I feel that's a good, uh, good um, matchup for a Bank West game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a bit less travel for Panthers. Uh, two teams that traditionally do fairly well in crowds when playing against each other, uh, which is not bad. Uh, following that up, uh, round 17 at the Sydney Roosters. Um, makes a bit of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. Um, don't want to play them at ANZ. They don't pull much of uh, much of fans out that way. They do have a, a fairly big Western Sydney supporter base, so um, hopefully see a lot of Roosters fans out at Bank West. And then two of the confusing ones we've already talked about: the Gold Coast Titans around twenty, but the Cronulla Sharks in round nineteen. I uh, see. These are teams like we've mentioned. Uh, would be Belmore is actually Sharks and if you want to take a Sydney team and uh, Gold Coast Titans could be potentially two where you could put the West Tigers there and then we've also mentioned uh, Newcastle at ANZ and Manly so those are the two teams there's like four different teams that would be better suited for games suited at Belmore what's not there in the sense of choosing one but the big one is the, the first game of the year. Our first home match of the season, round two is at Bank West. Yeah, so we'll go dive into that. What's your thoughts on that one? I think that's a bit bizarre, you know, like your first home game uh, should be at ANZ. You know, you don't, but then again, it might have been the way the draw panned out on the Bulldogs. They might have said, we're playing Panthers no matter what at Bank West to get the yeah. crowd. And then, bang, the NRL's hit him on round two. Well, who's Penrith playing round one? Oh, I'm not sure, but um, if we played round two against Penrith at ANZ, would that be Panthers' first game there since the grand final? Oh, interesting. Yeah, that just came to me there. Um, well, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, you got it there? I've pulled it up. Panthers are playing at Panthers Stadium on the Saturday night so, against yeah, so, North Queensland Cowboys. So round two would have been their first return to ANZ Stadium since the grand final, if that was the case. But now we're going to Bank West. Uh, I think the interesting part about that, Scott, is that... Um, like you said, it's a bit, uh, while ANZ is not being redeveloped, it's a bit weird to open our season at Parramatta's home ground. Mm, I always thought, like, we played that one game two years ago there. It was like a trial run to see how it went. Yep. But then before the game even was played, it was announced the Bulldogs will be taking the home games to Bank West before yeah. it was even announced. That's right. Before <laughs> the game was even I remember played. that, yeah. And then we get the Panthers. Yeah. This year, so we get told this this sorry this year, uh, twenty twenty, we're going to play predominantly our home games at Bankwest because of the ANZ redevelopment, and then which we're like, yeah, sweet, it has it has to happen. We're going to play like five or six games almost back to back at the start of the year before the redevelopment hits, and then play a couple at the end of the year to think. COVID hits the 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 decision to pull funding from the stadium to redevelop it means we went back to ANZ after, like, what, like once it was allowed to be, because they had to redo the surface or something. So we went back there eventually after a couple of Bank West with no crowds to go back to ANZ. Um, 
Yeah, so we eventually did move back. We got the one game at Bank Western with a crowd in there. Um, so then I thought, okay, then, yeah, maybe next year we might get one or two at Bank West. Just because they're going to say it's a good – it is a great venue. And just to be like, we'll play one or two there, maybe a lower pulling Sydney crowd or something. It's a fantastic venue, and uh, it's it's better for me, to be honest. <laughs> it's a lot closer well, to me, so um, – that's great, but we're just uh, we're looking at we're looking at it from the perspective of marketing the Bulldogs and the Bulldogs brand. Well, that's funny you say that because that's what I said to the membership guy when I ordered the membership <laughs> was that you know we spoke about just quickly asking questions and he said to me oh about three or four before the draw was pulled at Bank West why so many he goes oh is Bank West not good for you I said actually personally for me <laughs> wonderful like <laughs> a wonderful location wonderful venue. But I just assumed that we'll be back at A and Z for nine or ten games. Yeah, our home ground. Mm. All right. Um, the other two home games that we have, one's in Perth at HBF Park, which is talk about good venues. That's a good venue. Oh. First hand after being at the World Cup Nines. Or the oh, sorry. It wasn't the World Cup Nines. It was the NRL Nines. World... See, I'm getting confused with Bank West now. The World mm. Cup Nines there were both of those. Um we saw what 64 games in a row. Um, well, 64 games in a row that we watched were nines games, Scotty. Mm, yeah, <laughs> something like that. That's, that's actually correct. I didn't think of it like that. Can't say that often as a rugby league fans or any sports fans, I guess. Um, and then the last home game of the season will be in Brisbane as part of the Magic Round. That game is against the Raiders. Um, no real complaints about playing Canberra in Brisbane for Magic Round and mm. Storm being in Perth. Well, I think they might. Over the last little period of time, maybe 10 years, I think they might have been the club that's played the most amount of games in uh, South Australia, WA combined. Well, it's going to be interesting because I'm looking at the time. It says 5.30 p.m. kickoff for that's the fun. Bulldogs and Storm, just the HBF Park. Yep. Um, which is, that's the round five game, 5.30 p.m. kickoff, yes, in... Eastern Daylight Savings Time, so it will be the second. So it'll be about 2.30, wouldn't it, in Perth? Yeah, I think three it's o'clock. a three-hour time difference at that point in time. Yeah, and so five, it's quite early in the season. It might be um, might be more than now, I'm not sure. I have to look that Why up. Why are they two hours behind us normally in three hours in Daylight Savings? So it could be a 2.30, 3.30 kickoff or whatever it falls in yeah. when Daylight Savings ends. Very early game <laughs> mm. for the locals. But I'm hoping it's a full house there. On a Saturday, isn't it? Yes, a Saturday, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. They always support the game good over there, so... Um, Let's hope they actually get some good weather, though, because the last few games in Perth, NRL games, there's been some poor weather, pouring down rain. Yeah. So, so I'm just trying to look up round five, the other games on Saturday. Um, okay, three o'clock. Gold Coast versus Newcastle on 7.30. Roosters versus Sharks. So we're at 5.30. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Speaking about crowds, Scott, as I pull up the NRL website, there has been breaking news. It's not completely Bulldogs related, but it will affect us. The Australian Rugby League Commission has begun discussions around contract reform and potential uh, transfer windows ahead of full Capacity crowds returning for New South Wales next season. That's awesome. New South Wales Premier has announced a major easing of COVID-19 restrictions across the state next Monday with sporting events permitted to be full for the first time since March. 
That's awesome stuff. There it's we go. It's been crazy watching games this year with 3,000, 2,000, and, you know, um, so it'll be awesome to get finally get back to those 15, 20,000 type of crowds. Some exciting news uh, cu- happened a couple of weeks ago with the uh, young gun Matt Burton signing a three-year deal with the Bulldogs starting in 2022. Before I get to you, for those who listen to our show every week would know that Matthew here has been calling for this signing for about the good good part for most of the year, actually. I'm just trying to think. I was going to say for a couple of months, but I think it's been about nine now, eight or something, something like that <laughs> around that period. So uh, don't have to really ask your opinion because you're going to say it's awesome news. Mm. But we can talk about the fact that he has signed for 2022. Saying Penrith, uh, look at the moment, saying we don't want to release him from 2021. So he, he has to wait the season for Penrith because he is a quality player. Um, but um, well, Trent Barrett hasn't given up hope yet. Um, he was on, on uh, SEN Sydney just the other day talking about um, that there's still a couple of spots open for next year's squad. Uh, two players, uh, two types of players, they know what they're targeting, and one spot is reserved for Matt Burton. Um, in the hope that they will still be able to get released from Penrith, so maybe um, we need to pay some sort of transfer fee or something like that, but. Uh, fantastic signing by the club is uh, Trent Barrett making some good moves. Mm, so, what about will they be interested in a swap? You reckon? Play a swap? I don't know. I think um, you saw the Roosters uh, just signed Joseph Suwali from the from the Rabbitohs and paid a transfer fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, f- I feel like that's probably the best course of action. If if we end up with Matt Burton next year, I believe that um, we'll have to pay a transfer fee to Penrith. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't think we'll get him until 2022. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I don't think there's anyone Penrith will look at our lineup. Yeah, what they're missing they'd, in their squad. They'd probably yeah. want a, a like for like. Mm. And I don't think there's a like for like in our, in our squad. No. Um, the exciting thing with Matt Burton, at least coming, we'll just say in 2022, and the fingers crossed for 2021, we'll say, um, is the halves pairing with young Kyle Flanagan. Yep, Flanagan and Burton get some time to develop further together. Um, could be one of the best ours partnership for the next decade. Let's hope the poten- so. The potential for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Like, that's exciting news. Um, Remus Smith, I know this yeah. has happened even further ago, but uh, between the episodes and having Barry Ward on our podcast last time, you should go listen to uh, Barry Ward's interview. Um but Remus Smith departing for Melbourne Storm, uh, talented outside back, especially when he's on the wing. Yeah, yeah, it's a talent. Um, I preferred him on the wing to centre. Um, bit of a hothead though, I believe. Yeah, well, uh, that's what I was gonna say. This news, if you asked me two years ago, when when he when burst onto the, the scene, yeah, when we were like yeah. when he burst on the scene a couple of years ago. And then he's got injured and came back. And then even when he came back two years ago, he was, no, don't touch him. He looked quiet. He looked like he just got his job done, scored plenty of tries, made him look good, said no one touch him. But the last 12 and 18 months, there's been some silly penalties, headbutting in particular at Bank West in, against Fijian wingers <laughs> or some sort of action. 
Yeah, multiple <laughs> Fijian wingers he was attacking at Bank West. I don't know yeah. what it is. I don't know if it's Bank West or if it's... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, but some silly penalties. I think in a career move for Remus, mm. this is such a good move. He's got potential to be on such a good side. Well, I mean, they just won the grand final, so... Oh, what yeah. And Melbourne have that uh, reputation of taking... Players that don't work out at other clubs, not saying that rumours didn't work out, but players that don't work out at other clubs are turning him into uh, solid first-grade players or superstars. Uh, he's got the talent to be a superstar, so with, if he survives an off-season with Craig Bellamy and uh, the way they train him down there and the amount of uh, discipline that you need to have to be a Melbourne Storm player, I'm sure he'll, be, he'll end up being a great winger mm-hmm. for Melbourne Storm. Um, so good for Melbourne. I think it's good for the Bulldogs. And I think it's good for Remus Smith. Mm. So we wish him all the best in his future endeavours. And actually thank him t- for all this service for us. Absolutely. And it actually ties into the, the next week on the run sheet he's got. Uh, Josh oh, Adokar, is he coming to the Bulldogs, is the question. But um, for a long time there, there was talk that it would be a player swap. Smith for Adokar, Melbourne Storm looking for a player swap to let Adokar leave a season early. That has not been the case. Smith is down there regardless. And Josh Adokar looks to be playing next year in Melbourne. Of 2022, mm. currently doing the rounds with a few clubs. Mm. I mean, the latest rumor I've heard with that one is that he's almost guaranteed to go to South. And he was apparently using the Bulldogs meeting to just take up his price slightly at South. He wanted a slightly higher price, apparently, with uh, the Rabbitohs. I'm not going to talk about money because I don't, don't really know. And there's mm. so much misreported information about money and NRL players' contracts. But, um, Look, when, when he toured the Bulldogs, a lot of people were saying, oh, Bulldogs are firming to get him, they're favourites to get him, all that sort of thing. I, for one, didn't feel like we'd get him. Even mm. with I think we've seen this before with players touring. Was it Jonathan Thurston that toured? I was about to Kenneth, say that. Belmore and a whole bunch of, bunch of other clubs in Sydney before deciding to stay with the Cowboys. Um, for, for how long ago was that? Five, six years ago. Something like that. Um, mm. So, I don't know. It was a bit of deja vu. Uh, I didn't think that we'd actually end up with him. I can't see him at the Bulldogs. Don't know if it would be a good fit. To be honest, if he ends up at South, so it might be his best fit. Mm. But, look, West Tigers were also freaking was firming to get him, weren't they? So yeah, they, were, so. they signed some sort of document that if he didn't come next year, he'd be there the year after, apparently. No, nah, I think the document was that if he wasn't playing at Melbourne next year, it would be West Tigers. Oh, okay. But that, that's void now because he's playing at Melbourne next year. Look, it's one of those ones. I think Josh Adekar is state of origin player, kangaroo player now. Um, it's one of those ones that I w- won't be confident um, one way or another until he signs. And would you have him, though? That's the next question. If No, I, look, I don't think it's a fit for the Bulldogs. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, we got some... Um, next on the uh, run sheet, some... Birthday boys, to mm. birth- for this um, being recorded on a Wednesday, the 2nd of December. Uh, Jerry Marshall King, turning 25 years old, and uh, Joe Stimson, uh, turning 25 as well. Happy birthday, boys. And, uh, I could say that uh, Joe would be looking for a big off-season, fortunately finishing a bit early this year, after yeah, two did, rounds. Didn't get to see much of Joe Stimson, the big... Signing for this year, unfortunately, and um, yeah, it was, a, it was a rough year, but hopefully, has a better year next year. Well, you kind of mentioned, in, I think, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that it kind of feels like Joe Stimson's still a new player, 
he doesn't feel like he's had that year with the club. So it kind of feels like he's on the new recruit type of list because we haven't seen much of him in the Bulldog jersey. That's it, yeah. Yeah. I'll see him working hard on the photos as well. Uh, Scotty, there's been some sad news, mm. unfortunately. Jack Stewart, uh, legend of the Canterbury Banks, the Bulldogs has passed away at the age of 99. This happened last Saturday. Now, Stewart was the oldest surviving Canterbury first-grade player, having played 36 games for the club between 1941 and 42, 1944 and 1946-47. to 47. His career was split after serving, for, after serving in PLG during the Second World War. Mm, a legend on the field and uh, and often as well. Uh, uh, my, my thoughts and uh, prayers are going to uh, his family and his closest friends. They're the closest impacted by it. Um, wishing them all the best in a tough time. Absolutely. Uh, always sad to hear the passing of a, a Canterbury Bankstown Bulldog, but also somebody that served for the country. Okay, a couple of lighter topics, Scott, to finish off the podcast um bulldogs 2021 training gear is now out that's mm, one of the exciting things i guess at the start of the season brand new year the new players rocking up in the training gear uh i actually love it how good does it look not just the training gear but also the uh the polos and everything yeah. media stuff as well yeah i i really like the polos i have to pick one up next year for sure i love the training shirts eh? covering they're clever I love the design. I mean, if you haven't seen them, look on Twitter because every couple of days there's pictures of the boys running around in the training shirts or singlets. I reckon they look awesome. I reckon they're going to be flying off the shelves for Christmas and even in the new year. Uh, and the polo looks fantastic, especially uh, when they got the uh, good male model Trent Barrett wearing them around. <laughs> Definitely will uh, get some clicks online to buy some shirts. Maybe it's a bit of false advertising. You get, you get the polo, but you don't look as doesn't look as good. Anyway, <laughs> I like it, I like it. <laughs> um, we're still waiting on the jerseys for next year. There's been a bit of a few leaks out there. I've seen mm. bits and pieces, but um, do you think it was? Yet. Do you think it was a bit of uh, on purpose by the Bulldogs because they kind of released on their team store the design of what it would look like, and then oh, an hour later, two hours later, whatever it was, taken off. Like no, whoopsies. Sometimes they're uh, done on purpose. Yeah, uh, only a couple of hours. I don't. I think it was done on purpose. I think somebody's uh, hit the wrong, clicked the wrong checkbox. Mm, okay. And put it on the website uh, before before um, it's supposed to be. All right, Scotty. James Graham wins the Super League in his final first-class game of Rugby League. Well, what a career he's had, in both uh, in the Super League, NRL, interna- English International, Great Britain, in, uh, great, playing for Great Britain as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, finished... With his uh, the team he went for as a kid at St Helens, is there a better fairy tale cheering them on all his life? He's won already won a grand final earlier in his career, but then wins it this year. Um, Gotta say, love the jersey that they were wearing during the grand. I was, I was about to get there. It looked uh, like the Bulldogs away jersey. Great to see, great to see James Graham in the blue and white V <laughs> out on the grand final day. Too it bad was, no one was in the crowd. Oh, but it was a, an enormous finish. Yeah, did you watch the game? Oh, I was. I thought it was the Sunday, to be honest. <laughs> I thought it was the Sunday, and I was got my alarm clock set and ready, and I spoiled myself on Saturday night, thinking <laughs> it hasn't even been played yet. I, so, I watched the ending of it. That was a wonderful finish. That you can't script it, scripting of the ending. That yeah. was crazy. 
unbelievable ending. If you haven't seen the game, go and watch it, I'd say. Yeah. Um, as, a, as a very good quality game. Um, I was going to say four Super League. <laughs> um, look, yeah, as far as, as one of the best games of Super League for the year, uh, which you expect in the grand final, uh, it was worthy of a grand final. Too bad there was no crowds. Great to see James Graham's emotion. If you uh, There's a, a lovely video of the Super League. I was about to say that. On yeah, uh, their socials of uh, James Graham on the sideline watching the final few moments unfold. Uh, the raw emotion there was fantastic to see. Uh, he'll be headed back to Australia soon. Uh, really good game. But anyone out there, if we have any UK listeners, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I haven't looked at the, um, the statistics on that, for the, the analytics for a while. But stop comparing it to the standard of origin. Okay. <laughs> I was expecting you to say a nice message saying like, let us know what the feeling was like, but then you just went to stop comparing it to origin. <laughs> Look, um, it was a really good grand final for Super League. Um, it was up there with a finals game of the NRL. It, it, a lot of people were comparing it uh, from that side of the world to a, a state of origin game. Mm, and interesting. It, it just wasn't there. Mm, interesting. I didn't see the from comparison. Mine, anyway. But, uh, Look, I, I didn't feel the game was that good, to be honest. It had a fantastic finish. It was a good quality throughout the whole game. It was a defensive game, uh, which doesn't make it a bad game, but it was a, a defense a game where defense dominated. I think the referee, uh, while having a good game, struggled to keep both teams back 10 meters for the entire game. Um, and that's why the defense dominated, but that's fine. It was safe for both teams. Really good game to watch, enjoyable. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not, all I'm saying is I'm not comparing it to 97. Or Broncos Cowboys, or um, some of the classic, mm. classic origin guys that we've seen uh, over the years. I must say, I reckon similar to James Graham's emotion on the grand final day for St Helens would be our good friend Barry Ward. I reckon they would have seen similar things in his household. I reckon. Um, oh, we should have done a watch party. Yeah, it would have been. But uh, I reckon Barry Ward would have been cheering and just wait just wait waiting for the official yeah, yeah. the official uh, word um well as you heard barry still keeps up to date with fast and helens with our interview with him yeah so i'm sure he sure he would have been up early the early hours of saturday morning cheering on mm. the saints two is cheering on a legendary bulldogs prop from one legendary bulldogs prop to another cheering him on eh? james graham and the st helens team uh another bulldogs player might have been happy with that one might have been luke thompson yeah, I'm sure he, <laughs> sure, he was a, sure he was in the same boat, Scotty. Um, but I feel there's a bit of an unwritten rule yeah, on this yeah. podcast. If we end up speaking too long about a club that's not the Bulldogs, we've got to say goodbye. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> but well, let's leave it with the uh, socials like we always do. So get us um, on Twitter at NRL Bulldogs Fans. We are on Instagram. We're on Instagram at NRL Bulldogs underscore fans. We have a Facebook page that's slowly starting to become popular. I like to think the podcast helps it. <laughs> it's just NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Give us a like, a follow on Facebook. And if you want to email us, um, nrlbulldogs.fans at gmail.com. Uh, whatever you want to, uh, want to listen to, any ideas for the podcast for the off-season, we're going to be a bit creative in the off-season. We're going to have a bit of fun. We're going to try to be. Um <laughs> Whatever you want to listen to, any ideas on the show, if you want to come on and do a fan and focused interview, that's where you can hit us up on any of those social medias or an email. 
Absolutely. And hopefully next episode will be a fan in focus episode. So mm. look out for that one.